Hello everybody, welcome to the Uniformed Handball Hour. It's another morning club brought to you by Brian Campion and this time Chris O'Reilly. We're going to talk today about the women's final four in the MVM Dome in Budapest, which is coming up this weekend. And for those of you who don't know, the pairings already, we have Gior versus Vipers at a quarter past three on Saturday and FTC versus Esberg, the later match at six o'clock. Chris, what's your feeling now as we approach this monumental event in what we presume is going to be uh, a, a packed arena, if not sold out by Saturday? Yeah, I think that, uh, well, the fact that it's probably going to be a packed arena kind of says everything about this event and one team in particular that's going to be in it for the first time. It's Ferrari FTC. The old rail cargo Hungaria has rolled into the station <laughs> at long last <laughs> after years and years of disappointment. Yeah, it's... And also Gabor Alex's uh, last hurrah yeah. as well as the conductor of this, of this train, if we're going to keep up that, uh, <laughs> that nice... Uh... <laughs> yeah, what a way for him to go out. Also, uh, Zita Susanski, one of the club legends, who it's also going to be the end of her time with them and you know everything like about the final four in Budapest has always been about like the crowd for Jura first of all but also like people wondering ah imagine what it would be like if FTC were here and now we don't have to wonder anymore it's funny because you know looking at this season and the way it has gone for FTC as well like thinking back to it was like a 20 goal loss to Bietigheim. Were you at that game? I think it was a match of the week, wasn't it? Early in the season. A 20 goal loss yeah. to Bietigheim to then having one of the most amazing comebacks away from home in a second leg of a quarterfinal to beat Mets and qualify. And yeah, it just kind of, it kind of had to happen this way. It's very FTC, the whole thing, except now they're finally in it. And that leaves me excited to see what the hell is going to happen this weekend because at the best of times we have no idea what's going to happen I, I think in a way it's probably not very FTC like the season because normally they're quite impressive to very good and then they go out with a whimper <laughs> whereas this time they've been uh, totally all over the map and then they pull off probably one of the biggest shocks by beating you could say arguably form wise the, well the best team in the in the group stage Mets only lost one one game um and we're looking really, really dominant the whole through. And then after that really dominant first leg performance, everyone had written them off. Or then we were talking about all oh, classic FTC, but then they probably did the most un FTC thing ever and pull off this huge comeback. And fourth in Group A. So it's been, as I said, it's been very up and down for them all season long. But I would love to see them get to a final. I mean, that would be really incredible. And we know from years of experience that anything can really happen. That form doesn't mean all this much going into these final games. And you can look at all the times that, or the teams that have played each other this season that are at the final four. And I think it doesn't really tell you a whole lot either. Obviously, FTC and Vipers 
obviously they're not in, they're not playing each other in the semi-finals but they have played each other this season been very close uh, Vipers winning by one and then a draw and then we've Gjör and Esberg with Gjör winning both of those games but very narrowly so going into it just generally it feels like it's going to be very very tight when you look at the 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 spread of results when they have played each other this season so anything can happen really and I think this is a really big chance for FTC and a really good last hurrah for Gabrielic to uh, to cement his name finally as being a, a legendary manager I mean he is a legendary manager of the club but if they were to get even to get to the final I think would be would be absolutely huge. And it's funny because he, uh, pretty much after they qualified, he was like, right, that's my job done. It's time to go. It's, it's not going to get any better yeah. than this. Whatever happens in, Bud- <laughs> whatever happens in Budapest at the Final Four, uh, I've done what I can. And, you know, we've, like looking at these four teams, they're all experienced, some more, more than others, like Esbjerg, uh, kind of coming into this after a pretty disappointing Final Four last time around. I don't know if you remember Henny Reistad, just how like fuming she was at the end of that mm. weekend, uh, despite playing her heart out, uh, but coming back with a, you know, a better team than last year and a better Henny Reistad again. Vipers coming into it as just like a completely repackaged team all over again. And after what they did last year, where, you know, I don't think so many of us gave them a real chance of doing it back to back and then afterwards it was like well of course look at how they played <laughs> and and Jura who you know if they're not in the final then it's just a nightmare for them every time um, but with an incredible squad as well but FTC playing at home like these women got a chance to train a few times in this hall this is how like heavily stacked this is in their favor. Like there's play, like they've had a chance to go into the empty MVM zone on a few occasions. The court was already rolled out for them. They probably cancelled the Robbie Williams gig or something so that they could uh, <laughs> they could train a little bit extra. And there's a few players in there as well who know how to do it. You know, they, you've got Tamori in there. He's got four Champions League titles to her name. Won it last season with Vipers. Draganasvich has got a couple of titles to her name. Andrea Lekic only has one title, but uh, has been in the final four uh, probably as much as if, if not more than anyone with all those years in Vipers. So they've got a hell of a lot of uh, smart, like smart players in there who know how to navigate this event. And then other players like Angela Malestein, who has won a world championship. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a sneaky good team there. And they know better than anyone that anything can happen over the course of 60 minutes. And they've beaten Jura this season on a couple of occasions. So winning a cup against them. So, yeah, I mean, in one way, a part of me would have thought having Mets in this would have been, you know, the perfect quartet. But FTC really does give it a a completely different edge. Yeah, you feel like the core of their... Firepower will come from obviously Bulk, Kluiber, Lekic, and Malestine. But if they are going to do something really special, you always find a feel like, or you look back at past Final Fours, there's always those secondary players that need to step up. And I was looking at this FTC team, I was trying to think who from FTC is going to need to step up. And it probably might come down to someone like Alicia Stolle, maybe. She's had a decent season. And when I saw her playing um, in Hungary, she'd had a very good game, one of the match of the weeks. And she won player of the match um, 
and she's like what 25 goals this season but it could come down to someone like surprising like her playing out of her skin um, because obviously the, the core crew will need to play amazing but they do also have two very good goalkeepers as well to fall back on and we know we've seen Blanca Biro over the years pulling out some amazing performances so they, I think they do have it in their locker um, but Team Esberg is no is no pushover by any means Looking at the rest of the teams then, any other like uh, big news or, or topics that you think are going to come into focus this weekend? Um, I think probably, I mean, it's, it feels like every team, their coach is leaving this season. <laughs> I think every team, the coach is leaving yeah. this season, so it's not really a headline yeah, really. Yeah, but I'm very around managerial yeah. this year. Yeah. I mean, Jesper Jensen is leaving as well, but next year. Yeah. But all the rest of them are leaving this season. Um, but obviously Ambrose Martin this would be his last one and he obviously is the five-time All-Star. He's Mr. Mr. Final Four, isn't he, in terms of coaching. It'll be, his, I think, his eighth Final Four. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how he sets up this Gear team because, I mean, it's been, what, since 2019 since Gear have won a title. But it's funny when you see online people are saying, oh, Gear aren't what they used to be. But at the same time, they haven't won the Champions League since 2019. And it's kind of, it's clear that, but everyone has this automatic kind of reaction to a final four of putting Gyar in yeah. as the favourites every single time whereas I don't think you'd put them in as favourites this time I don't know it doesn't really feel like that yeah um, I agree that might benefit them as well this time out you know they don't seem to have the same quite high end firepower that other teams have when you look at their top scores there seems to be a nice spread of goals across the team but they obviously don't have a Henny Rice that's scoring 130 goals they maybe like Anna, after Anna Gross and Zemenko kind of gets quite fairly a bit more, a bit more pedestrian, but it's going to be interesting because it is obviously when with Gear playing, it's going to be uh, a huge home advantage there as well. What do you think? Would you put them in favor no, favor positions or what? What do you? No, I, your I wouldn't. I, I think you're you're right there. Um, you know, the name carries a lot of weight, but mm. yeah. The, also, it, it's interesting because Ambrose Martin has come in for a little bit of criticism in the last couple of years since coming back over take over the team because he hasn't been able to to drive them to the title and they've been thwarted by the likes of Vipers and, and that, that that was a real tactical masterclass last year uh, that whole weekend from Vipers but when it comes to the like the pure uh, let's say not firepower but the pure star power of the team that's and it makes me think you know you don't need and there's two things you need right to win a final four everyone says um, the goalkeeper is the most important one and then a secondary one I think is someone like Marketa Yarubkova uh, last mm -hmm. year who just like exploded or what you might expect someone like Peter Nanadish to do sometimes just like explode and score eight or nine goals in a game or what Esbjerg are going to get Reistat to do in every game but the goalkeeper is from Dürer I mean who who are you going to choose? Like it's not uh, Silius Olberg has been the top goalkeeper. Sandra Toft is probably on her day or most days the best goalkeeper in the world. And then Amadine Leonard has come back as well. Who like you know and that was just you know uh, a fantastic piece of news, but not a not a surprise in the slightest as well. So will all three of them be in the squad? And if so, who will play? When? Who will take over the crunch time? Is it? Are they spoilt for choice? Uh, 
I mean, it is a, a wonderful problem to have, yes. isn't it? I mean, one keeper playing well, take them immediately off. You have another world-class keeper going in. You've arguably the top three goalkeepers in the world there. And you just can rotate them in and out. At least in, and in the last one five years, all three of them have been the best goalkeeper in the world at a given day. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. Like the, the last time the... Yeah, the, the backcourt is, you know, maybe a little bit of a worry because when you have, like, Anna Gross coming into the team has, uh, like, balanced that a lot. But then, you know, Chris Janssen is not there because she's uh, pregnant. Uh, off the doll, you know, she has her days and then there's other days, particularly in the final four, where it might not work and, like I said, they all tip, tap along with their goals, like Enzimenko, Oftedal. If both of them play like they played in the final weekend of the Euro back in November, then yes, they should absolutely hammer. Like All of them on their day, probably as a collective, can be better than anyone else, but that doesn't seem to happen often enough. So I wouldn't put them as favourites, but I also would not count them out. And I think that is going to be an incredible semi-final between I mean, it's really Vipers. hard to pick a favourite, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's it's really difficult. I mean, just the fact that Vipers have the back-to-back, you probably would put them in as, in as favourites. And you mentioned Yarakova there. When you think of her performance at the last Final Four and how out of the blue that was, but the probably more impressive thing is how she has kind of just completely... Backed it up, huh? ...taken on that role yeah. and just been like, yeah, I'm just going to be the best player on my team now. I'm just going to keep doing, that, doing what I was doing. Yeah. Because uh, when she came to Vipers at the beginning, people were a bit like, oh, that's a bit of a strange signing, you know, 37 goals in the European League. That's fine and all. But, <laughs> and then she just has absolutely a, late, a complete late bloomer. Yeah. Um, and uh, and she's finishing with the club as well. She's off to uh, yeah. to Denmark next to season. Ecast. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's the backcourt that excites me most is uh, Yurabkova, uh, Yamina Roberts and Tveka like what a mix like with three completely different players who can just throw up random shit at you uh, I think that is that is going to be keeping Ambrose Martin up at night at the moment thinking about how he's going to like what's going to be thrown at him never mind like how he's going to deal with it but their defence Stuart is brilliant so if anyone can deal with it they can so it's like this really high super high class semi-final on one side and then it's the it's like Esbjerg who like feel like they should be motoring towards the title but then they're coming up against the the underdogs the hosts FCC and uh, you could easily see that go either way but uh, you know we only have 45 seconds left Brian so yes and that's that's a terrible thing but we have, do have good news because on Friday we're going to go into the we're going to probably repeat some of these yes. uh, things we just There's said more detail. in a lot more detail <laughs> as well and also Alex will be there and we're going to be live on Home of Handball Twitch at oh god what time is it again 7.30 is it 7.30 yeah this is great radio hmm. 7.30 uh, yes yeah, 7.30 until 9.30 live on the home of Amble Twitch we'll have players in as well hopefully uh, to chat to and uh, and then we'll release it as a normal podcast as well but do join us live to see our lovely faces and uh, yeah it's going to be a big great weekend in Budapest and we'll be there to cover it all the way 